This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Settling in for a couple of hours, folks. I'll tell you what we'll even do for you. Start swinging open the gateway to your weekend with lots of great stuff to talk about on the program. And in no particular order, I might add, since I'm going all over the place today in our order. Anyway, thank you for being with us, especially if you're listening on TuneIn Radio, OO Tunes, around the world on AMI Audio, where you can pick us up for the first time at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's time, folks, as we start the show on Fridays, to get gardening with Susan Kearney. Hello, I'm Susan Kearney. Join me on Kelly and Ramya for the joy of gardening by using touch, taste, scent, and sound. Early spring can be a little tricky for gardeners with some online sarcastically dubbing early March as fool's spring, you fools. Today, we're featuring the daffodil and other early blooming spring plants. Susan, welcome back to the show. Good day. Hello. I I think late February this year, too, uh, Mother Nature had a temper tantrum. Oh, my gosh. And she's still going, as apparently you guys are all going to get messed up. All sorts of things teased next Monday and Tuesday in this part of the world when temperatures may go almost to 20 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Of course, yes. you have all the and weather people saying, I don't think it'll do that because they don't want to be wrong, right? Uh-huh. But I think um, I, I, I do know that, uh, you know, when it comes to early spring and our, our different, uh, the, uh, the daffodils are one of our earliest um, bulbs that uh, come out. And I, I just sort of wonder what, what they're thinking because mm. um, we've had some really warm weather. And I do know that things are coming up in the garden, uh, and and not my daffodils. I don't have any. I don't put any in because the squirrels eat them. Uh, so okay. they dig them. I don't know whether they eat them. <laughs> I think they just dig them up and hide them somewhere yeah, else. And, and, yeah, and they, they, ne- they never grow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens. Oh, we don't have nuts right now, so I'm going to use these. But I've got, I I do have some things coming up in the garden, some dill, uh, some chives, which is very interesting. And um, and then when we had the the freezing um, on on Wednesday and and every the the, uh, temperature dropped so quickly, I went out and covered some of those up. Um, so that they um, they wouldn't get frostbite or any ice on them because they're they're really trying. It's not their fault that spring is and it keeps on wanting to come and winter <laughs> yeah. keeps on pushing back. <laughs> wow, yeah, it, it's kind of a persistent spring with an, uh, a defensive yeah. winter. Um, I mean, Susan, you know, we sit here and think how mixed up things must get. How much to, is this one of the strangest ones that you can ever think of on on in your mind going back? And if you do recall another similar that stands out, share with us, because I'm kind of curious what kind of damage, if you want to call it, what, what kind of disorder was created? Well, this is interesting because only in the last few years have I been paying a whole lot of attention to to the weather and what it does to the garden or what you can plant or what you can't plant when. Um, before that, I just took it 
naturally, I think, like mm. a lot of people did, that, you know, this, this were, were the seasons. This is what you planted th- this time. This is what would come up in the garden at this time. And around this time where, you know, we are getting the, the, the bulbs coming up, uh, the, the daffodils, the, the uh, narcissus, which the daffodil is a member of that particular family. So you would get some of those plants coming up in, in March if we didn't have too much of a snow cover. This year we haven't had hardly any snow in this part of the world. And um, so a lot of the plants started to come up early because we had some sunshine, a lot of rain. Uh, So now, uh, along with um, what I've put into the garden, what did well, what didn't do well, I'm actually um, writing down um, the the weather, which is really (laughs) interesting. I've never actually done that before, and I find myself doing it, and I find myself asking a lot of questions of, um, you know, what is really um, the, the cause of this? Well, we know some of it, but, um, and, and how much of an effect it's going to have on our, on, you know, uh, on, and our different seasons, because here um, we go season to season. So these mm-hmm. are spring plants, and it will be interesting to see how long, um, this uh, Mother Nature um, keeps on uh, wanting to be spring and then going back to winter. It will be interesting this season. Well, yeah, it's you know, a good watch on that. And, it, you know, out of all people, like farmers and gardeners like yourself, know yeah. um, instinctively just because of years and years of working directly with our greenery right and with plants and living things what that means the chain effect the chain reaction you know it's not just oh cute you know we have an early spring this year it's like okay how does that affect the rest of the season the rest of the year harvest and then on to next year and um the deep freeze is the same question right like when when you've had conversations with the real struggles that your garden has had with some of the deep freezes in the last couple of years you think like what is the ripple effect and the chain effect this is going to have later on and susan like we do not in general the general public have enough conversations about this to even understand. Well, I think the conversations are going to come, um, you know, come soon because I do know that um, that I I would suspect that in many parts, um, because we of, of um, this part of the world, because we did not have a lot of snow cover, we're probably going to have drought this year. Right. Um, and and uh, even though we're getting rain, it's not enough. Um, we, we needed that snow cover. It, it is extremely important to, um, to curve uh, d- drought. So that is probably something that a lot of farmers, I know that um, as I'm going through what I'm going to be putting into my garden, I am definitely um, looking at more uh, drought-safe um, um, plants. So this year, I will probably do some of the, uh, a lot more of those. So I'm not losing plants, and I will probably um, continue to do that. Continue to re- really let Mother Nature um, uh, tell us what you know, right. what we should be doing to, so that we're we're not wasting and, and so on. But I do think it is a bit of a worry it is. Uh, when you have these 
yeah, these swings of, you know, um, very warm weather and then the, the buds start to come out on the fruit trees and things start coming up out of the ground and, and then we get the deep freezes and, and that can, um, you know, of course that goes all the way down the food chain uh, for um, our pollinators, our animals and, of course, us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a struggle, I think, as you said, because we don't necessarily know how to troubleshoot. And then you're kind of tossing things, saying uh, this whole crop yeah. was wasted or n- yeah. not able to be used in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's hopefully spring will, um, you know, um, come soon. And, of course, we um, the, the pussy willows are um, hopefully they've got enough um, uh, wetlands uh, this year to, to come up. Um, because they they start and they do feed our early pollinators and they're a very important wetland um, plant so that yes. comes up at this time of year. So I, I'm I'm hoping there is enough water. I don't I don't know. I haven't. Um, that's another thing I'm going to look into how our water tables are doing because that's also important. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've thought a lot as up here being caught between two lakes, but in London, Ontario, so close either way to Huron or to um, uh, up there at Port Stanley, Erie. Erie. It, it's crazy because none of the lakes are not freezing. You've got such a small percentage, no. meaning what's that going to do in the summertime when temperatures get hotter and you think of all the things that you, the bacteria you don't want around. But as you mentioned, uh-huh. I think a lot of people will forget those water tables and, and that kind of, we're so used to such good runoff. What else yeah. blooms so early, Suze, that we can see poking up if, you know, let's just say we get a few weeks of the snow even. If we get if we get some snow, if we do get some snow in March, we might. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are predicting it that we're going to get. Um, yeah. You know, there'll there'll be a there'll be a last storm um, in in the offing in in March, maybe even early April. Um, that of course um, there'll be a lot of the bulbs uh, waking up. Um, our our snowdrops have probably already come up and gone. Um, the crocuses are already up. And um, they and I do know um, people that I you know that have uh, a lot of bulbs in their gardens. Um, they are a lot of those bulbs are coming up. They are coming up, so they will have to be covered. If we do get snow, they will have to be covered up um, so that they the, the tips of them don't freeze. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the result of the soil. Um, freezing and um, thawing uh, with the bulbs. I, I know that if you grow them in containers, the bulbs actually rot. So it's it, when you get into that kind of freezing and and thawing that so the bulbs actually actually rot in the containers. So then wow. they don't grow the, the the plants. But let's. I, I don't. I don't know. It's um. It will be interesting. This is an interesting spring. I don't think I've ever. Um, had anything happen like that? Um, tremendous thunderstorms, um, which we we need um, that we we need all that for the ozone. We we need, that. but in February it was pretty peculiar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Suze, I know we don't really think about it a lot, but how how important is it for the be a variety of plants? That to pollinate the different variety of insects and stuff that that need that. I mean, I'm assuming just as much as human beings or any other creatures, every creature may need certain things that are similar and the, but not necessarily the same or from the same resource. 
Yes, absolutely. And and there are a lot of trees that will soon start um, blooming, um, early um, blooming trees, and um, and and our our pollinators feed on those because they do start to wake up as soon as as soon as the the temperature goes above zero, they start to wake up and they have that that um, time to come from the the, the larva um, into um, butterflies or moths or um, bees. So they 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 need all that that food that is what they they live on um during uh, like our spring um plantings when they uh, when they start to bloom and there are there are many of them um many wild um flowers that are starting to come up of course in the wetlands there are um many other plants that are starting to bloom and that just feeds our 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 pollinators which is very important because then they can um, once they mature, then they can go from plant to plant to um, pollinate. So it is very important that they um, that they bloom, that these plants bloom during the uh, during the early spring. And there are many of them, um, the, the different bulbs, and of course uh, several different trees are going to start blooming soon. So it, it is important, and uh, for our 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 lovely pollinators, which I'm. I, I love our pollinators. They just they keep everything going, and we need them. We 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 need mm-hmm. them for our fruit and yeah, and our vegetables, all of that stuff. A lot of time we don't even really realize because, as I said a while ago, we don't think about it. I, I mean, I have no idea until we start hearing how much um, you know this is in jeopardy. Bees, particularly, let's say, um, and and we hear that talk. We know that this is an issue, but we don't really realize. You get this weather, we're all excited. Oh, this is great! I'm a little more aware, as you said, Sue's keeping track more as to the potential effects as well. You know, it's instead of just oh, I haven't been able to go out skating as much, or it's screwing up my skiing for the year. Many of us more on our lips is, wow, what does this mean? What's what's coming ahead that's going to really be a problem? So thanks for talking about this, Sue. It puts it on our radar and keeps it in our mind. Thank you. Bye. Our gardener, Susan Kearney. We visit with Susan at the beginning of Kelly and Rumya on Fridays as we swing open the gateway to your weekend. Always great to get that gardening conversation in. Up next, folks. John Beeler tells us about Lookout, an AI captioning app that's one of many exciting updates coming soon for those Android users out there. All that information and so much more with John after this. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. 